Hey family, I'm Ashley. And I'm Dion. And we are the Woman, Woman Defined Podcast, Podcast Season 2. Our goal is to encourage women to live authentically, on purpose, and in their God-given identities. So welcome to the Woman Defined Podcast. Hello, Woman Defined family. It's so good to be back. It's so good to be back on the mic. If you have not yet listened to the episode before this, make sure you go back and you'll have a little more context as to why you are only hearing my voice. That may be the case for a little while, but we want to continue in the work that God is doing. We want to continue in the ministry. We want to continue sharing the good news. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. We're going to jump into this. So on the Instagram page, I shared a reel about how God has been uh, laying it on my heart to be better about sharing my story, sharing the testimonies of victory, the testimonies of how God's goodness has been showing up in my life for him to get the glory. So with that being said, I'm going to share the full story of how God moved me to Charlotte. Okay. I gave a little snippet of the story on the Instagram page at The Woman Defined. If you have not listened to it, feel free to go and check that out, but it's going to be included in today's full story. So let's get started. It's a long one, y'all, but it's a beautiful one. It's a powerful one. It's a loving one. So buckle on up, get you a little snack, get you a bottle of water, get comfortable, and let's go. So... This was when I was living in Florida. I was working at a nonprofit, nine to five. I had benefits like insurance, 401k, and it was a very cushy job. I worked with a great group of people. There was a little more autonomy throughout my day. Very flexible, very chill, very laid back. I didn't have anybody looking over my shoulder. Some of these jobs, you know, the managers. Anyway. It was a great job. I had been in this city for maybe eight years. A lot of my friends moved away. A lot of my friends graduated and pursued other avenues in other cities. So by this point, I'm eight years in. I'm feeling like it's time for me to move on. I didn't know where I wanted to go at first. And that kind of kept me there for a little while. So I began to pray. I began to seek God and Charlotte. Charlotte was on my heart. But mind you, I had never been there before. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out what it is about Charlotte that I want to move there so bad, but I had never been there. So I made some plans. I booked a trip. I said, you know what? I'm a visit. So sure enough, I messaged Ashley. She was the only person I knew in Charlotte at this time. But after we graduated, life took Ashley and I in different directions. So we weren't as close then as we are back again now and as we were during undergrad because once again, life be life in. Um, But as soon as I hit her up, you know, that friendship that you can just kind of pick up after years, like nothing has ever stopped, like nothing has ever happened, like you've been talking the whole time. This was that. Ashley dropped everything to show me around. She like made sure to show me uptown and we went to get dinner and 
you know, this was visit number one. I got home, loved it, loved it. I felt right at home. And this is the home feeling that I felt as soon as I visited my college campus, FSU. Immediately, I knew FSU was a place for me because I felt at home in my spirit. Same feeling when I got the first time in Charlotte. So I got back to Tallahassee and immediately I felt the attack of the enemy coming on in the sense of doubt, in the sense of second guessing. My faith wasn't as built up as it was. So I was like, okay, is this the right time? I don't have, you know, thinking about looking at my circumstance. There was a lot for me to look at that didn't add up for a move right then. So I stayed there a little longer. And then I said, you know what? Let me be sure, sure that this is the place where I want to visit. Let me, let me just go check on it again. So once again, I booked another trip to Charlotte. Uh, this time your girl accidentally booked. I was supposed to be booking the Airbnb in Charlotte, not paying attention. I booked it hours away in Weaversville. So I was getting up in the morning, driving back and forth. Ashley to see her and PJ. They let me stay at their place um, because like the drive it was just kind of exhausting back to back for the time that I was there. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so that was trip number two. Cool, cool, cool. It was really beautiful. I I even booking my Airbnb in the wrong place was beautiful because it was on like, it was in the country in Weaversville, y'all. And it was on this beautiful plot of land. This older lady had this beautiful, huge home to herself. Her husband passed away. And so it was just me and my journal and God in the quiet. And so I was looking for answers. Um, I was looking to hear from God. Really just ventured out on my own, did my own thing, came back home to Florida. I was like, man, this this is it. I'm really ready. But I knew that I hadn't sought God in that decision. I hadn't prayed to God for real, for real. Like I knew it was on my heart, but I, I didn't really, you know, and I felt like I was in a season where I didn't want to move out of an alignment. I know there are some acts of faith where, you know, you just got to go and you just got to like pray and believe that God has you and that God is leading and guiding you. But I was in that season where I was waiting. I wanted confirmation for God because I had done so many things, tried so many things that I felt like were out of the alignment, season, timing, or will of God that I didn't want to do that again. Okay. That was my level of faith. That was my season of faith at the time. So I really started fasting and praying. I started like really committing, praying to God, reading my Bible more, um, fasting, and then Ashley's wedding came up. Ashley's wedding was in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So I, once again, I booked my Airbnb in Rock Hill, but this time I also booked an activity. You know, you can go on Airbnb, you can book an experience. I booked an experience for a sunrise hike at Crowder's Mountain with just random people, this random group of people. And mind you, now, I booked the sunrise hike the day after the wedding. I don't know. Once again, who like at this point, somebody else should be in charge of booking my trips and my travel because I didn't think it out. The wedding was a blast, but your girl was tired. Okay. Tired. So the morning of the hike, okay. Uh, the sun came up. Dion's alarm went off. Dion woke up, set that alarm back on snooze and went back to sleep. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to wake up 
and I'm going to just get up. I woke up another five minutes, went back to sleep. But I said, you know what? I done, I done paid this money. I need to get up. And so another reason that I pushed forward with the hike was because, man, not only had I been fasting and praying to hear from God about this move, in my studying, in my reading in the word, I noticed that a lot of the times before or after Jesus would do a miracle or um, perform a, a big act for people or bless somebody or just do something very Jesus-like, okay? Just be Jesus, me and Jesus. He would steal away. He would get his alone time. A lot of the times that was in the mountains. So it the vibe was very much so, Sheila from Why Did I Get Married? I'm going up this mountain to save my marriage. I was like, I'm going up to this mountain to hear from God. I'm going up to this mountain to steal away, to get connected to Christ. Now, that was my like underlying motivation. Yes, it was the experience. Yes, I paid the money, but also getting up was because I needed to hear from God. I, I wanted to be in a place where I knew that I was seeking him and pursuing him in addition to trying to follow in his footsteps <laughs> in the word. So finally made it to the hike. It was a group of random people and it was amazing. It was really great. The host was a sweet lady. Long story short, we started on our hike. We got about halfway up the mountain and in the group of people, it was the host. There were about seven or eight of us. And there was a mother and daughter who had joined the hike with us. Really sweet Hispanic lady. And that wouldn't matter. Her, her ethnicity wouldn't matter if not for the story. So really sweet Hispanic older lady. And then her daughter, um, really sweet young girl. So halfway up through the hike, the older Hispanic lady, she kind of got a little like we thought she was winded. So she kind of like started breathing a little heavy. She started like shaking at one point and she said she needed to sit down. Mind you, she didn't speak any English. Her daughter translated everything that she was saying. So when we, we kind of started to feel like, oh, gosh, maybe she's not up because she was older. You know, we weren't sure if she couldn't make the hike. Um, and so her daughter said, oh, yeah, she just needs to sit down. And so we took a moment. The group was like, cool, that's fine by us. So we took a pause because we were kind of worried about her. She started speaking in Spanish and her daughter started translating for her saying, my mom, she feels God in this moment. She feels the Holy Spirit moving here on the mountain in this moment. And y'all, okay, so the hike was amazing. And I got so caught up in being on the hike. I forgot why, you know, I kind of forgot that I was just having a good time. I knew what I went there for, but I love being in situations that remind me how small I am. So being in this forest, being in in the park where it's like these big trees and this beautiful foliage because again i'm from florida baby it's green all year round this was fall so it was like orange and greens and yellows and reds in the park so i'm just kind of caught up in the experience kind of forgetting all about it so when she said her mama felt god in that moment and felt the holy spirit talking to her my mind instantly like was like, girl, what, what, remember what you're doing here. It was instantly like, oh my gosh, this is, wait, wait, what's happening? You know, you know how you got, like, you pray for something and then you still surprised when, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I'm still sometimes surprised when God is like showing up in my life. 
Um, and, and then surprise in a way of like awe and honor and reverence and like gratitude. And so in that moment, her daughter said, my mom, she, she's tr- feeling God in this moment. And, you know, I looked around and everybody was quiet. You know how you can tell some people are believers and some people aren't believers. So nobody really said anything. So I was like, well, please have her share whether y'all came here, whether y'all believe. I don't know what y'all came for, but I know I came what I came here for. I know what I believe. So at that point, I'm like, please have her share. I'm like, at this point, I should have pulled out a notebook, my handy dandy notebook and took notes. But anyway, she began to speak in Spanish. So like, oh my gosh, it was so powerful. So her daughter started translating. She said, somebody here has been waiting to hear from God. Somebody here has been praying and uh, like doing what you're supposed to do. And you want, you've been waiting to hear from God. And God is here to tell you to, it's time to step out on faith. Um, it's time to move forward in what you've been waiting for. Continue to seek me, continue to read my word. But yeah, it's time to move. And so I waited because... I'm not going to lie. I was like, you know, it could be multiple people here who are waiting to hear from God. But again, I knew what I wanted, but I also knew like it could be a blessing to somebody else. It could be for both of us for all I knew. But I, you know, I looked around in that moment and I could tell nobody was like shook like I was. I was shooketh. I'm like, what? And so I was like, me, that's me. And so she was like, he heard you and it's time to step out. She continued speaking what God was speaking to her, the mom and her daughter continued to translate saying to the, the girl who was hosting and leading the group that she and her husband, they would be pregnant by this time next year. And eh, again, the whole she wasn't, she didn't seem to be a believer. I can't speak on where her relationship with God was, but she seemed a little uncomfortable and so after that, I kind of blacked out. Like, I, I don't know what any, anything else was said. I don't even really remember the rest of the hike, except that I was like shaking, like trembling. Um, because like I said, sometimes it's like, I know what I'm praying for. I know what I'm believing for, but God really came to me. Like God really spoke. And even just the miraculousness of him speaking through somebody who, didn't even speak my language, a stranger who I didn't even know. We, and you know, we needed to translate, her daughter needed to translate for her. Like even that's beautiful and like miraculous in itself. So yeah, I, I kind of blacked out the rest of the hike. I, I'm shaking, I'm crying because this is literally what I've been praying for, what I've been fasting for. I, God really, I went up that mountain to hear from God and God met me at the mountain. Now, I'm not saying you need to go to the mountain to hear from God. I don't even, again, I was flabbergasted that he showed up because I know God can show up anywhere, you know, but I don't know if it was my level of faith, my determination, me booking that trip, me booking that experience specifically for that and throwing my faith at it was why he should, I don't know. And I'm not the person to continue to dig into why God does the things he does sometimes. Uh, I'm just believing and thankful that he does. Yeah, so I get back to the Airbnb and your girl starts boohoo crying. Boohoo crying and prayer and gratitude, snot flying all every which way. But it was such a blessing moment. So 
after that trip, I got back to Florida and I was like, bet. It's like I was released. It was like, you know, I was, you know, if you're shooting a bow and arrow, you got to pull, you know, you got to get your arms right. You got to pull the bow all the way back and then you release and you release the string and the arrow goes soaring forward. Hopefully, if you do it right, I didn't do it right in middle school. It was a disaster. But if you do it right, the arrow shoots forward and is launched into the destination for it to go. So I feel like the season of me preparing and praying, I was looking at jobs, but I wasn't really finding anything like it, it, it was like me getting that confirmation from God, me hearing from God in that moment. It was like the string was released and I was launched into moving forward in the plan. I got what I needed. That was what I was waiting for. I was like, bet, let's do this. Immediately started searching for jobs when I got back. Like I, like I said, I had casually started looking before, but didn't really see nothing that I, I wanted or cared about or that fit me. So when I got back, I was like on the hunt, serious, serious. I mean, I'm looking multiple times a day at my current job, <laughs> at my current job, looking for another job. Uh, <laughs> at, in my time off, I'm looking for another job. Any any opportunity I got, I'm like, I'm moving forward, you know? And so I had a conversation with my job. I said, you know, I let them know. And it also helped. I think, God, wow, God is so good. The nonprofit that I worked at, it was faith-based. And so I didn't have to do a bunch of like, kind of explaining, over explaining or wiggling around. And even then I didn't have to even explain, but I did explain because of who they are and because it was faith-based and they believed in me. They believed in what I was doing. They believed in what God was doing in my life. So they were all for it. Okay. And so 2020 came and I wasn't seeing any of the jobs that I wanted. So I said, you know what? I will just look for a job at Chick-fil-A. I had been working at Chick-fil-A uh, previously for like seven or eight years. I did some work there in high school. I worked in college. I worked both jobs for a while and then I transitioned to full time at the nonprofit. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply to Chick-fil-A in Charlotte. But let me lead with this. I didn't really want to go back to working at Chick-fil-A because I enjoyed having my nights and my weekends to myself like I had at the full-time job at the nonprofit. I enjoyed having the idea of having a 401k and money building towards my future. I enjoyed the insurance, like me going to the dentist and not paying $6,000. So it was, it was perks to not going back to Chick-fil-A and also kind of being on my feet started to wear me down and your girl, the back sometimes want to act like I'm 73 years old. So I was kind of just looking forward to not going back to Chick-fil-A. But I said, you know what? I'll suck up my pride. I'll do what I got to do. If this is what God called me to, I'll do what I got to do to walk it out, you know? And not only was it like I didn't, I was enjoying the fruits of my job at the nonprofit, but I kind of also started to feel like, you know, I'm finishing up my, I think I had gotten my bachelor's degree and I, I kind of felt like in the moment I was too big for my britches. I felt like, oh, you know, I had my degree. So I think I got like a little bougie, like, you know, I don't, I shouldn't be going back to 
quick service. Uh, that's what Chick-fil-A calls itself other than fast food is quick service. I shouldn't be going back to quick service. I'm a graduate, just like pride, very much so pride, which if I had allowed pride to have his way, it could have deterred all that God had for me. Um, so there's a little major key right there. Check your pride, y'all, because you just never know what situations God may bring you to to be in that situation or to even test you to see if you're willing to move forward with it. For me, I felt like looking back, it was a test of my pride. It was a test of my obedience. It was a test of my surrender because I started applying to Chick-fil-A, y'all. Like I said, I was like, you know what? It's not necessarily what I want to do, but God gave me a word and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to see where he takes me. Even if it's just to get me there and, you know, for a year or so until I find something else. I don't know. Either way, I was like, you know what? I'm applying to Chick-fil-A. So I applied to a Chick-fil-A. I applied to a Chick-fil-A, y'all. And throughout the times that I visited, I looked at apartment complexes at my three visits. I drove around cities and da 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 talked to a few people. But a lot of the apartments up here wouldn't really, <laughs> they wasn't trying to hear it if I didn't have a job, a source of income, which I get it. It's like, you, you ain't got no job. How are you going to pay your rent? So I couldn't get an apartment here until I got a job, um, at least an offer. So one of the moments I was in town, I stopped by Chick-fil-A and Arboretum, and I had a talk with one of the managers about whether they were hiring, what their team leader need looked like. Da, 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 da. So that went really well. I, I got a name. I think I got a card. And so I applied when I got back and they offered me the position. So this is 2020, y'all. COVID started COVIDing like no tomorrow. COVID was out here in these streets and it really ramped up. People were dying at this point. It was no game. It was like, you know, I know we're a little used to COVID now, a lot of people are taking it a lot less serious because it's a lot less deadly, but people were dying in the masses at this point. So I got the job offer at Chick-fil-A. Because I got the job offer at Chick-fil-A, I put in my notice at my nonprofit. And again, they were sad to see me go. They were like, let me know if you need a recommendation, da-da-da-da. But they were believers and they believed in what God was doing. They were so happy for me. So I, I put in my notice. COVID started COVIDing. People were dying in masses. So nobody was hiring. It was like a freeze. And because of that, Chick-fil-A was no longer looking for more work. If anything, I think they probably stopped all production that day. And so my job offer fell through. Because of that, my apartment complex, the one that I was going to move to, would no longer have me. So at this point, I done left my full-time job. Uh, my job offer fell through. My apartment complex fell through. And I couldn't move forward with the plan as is. So I'm not going to lie. Your girl got a little deterred. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what? It encouraged me all the more. And I said, I am the hit, you know, I, like I was discouraged. So again, at this point, because I knew what God had told me and I'm like, Lord, if this is what you told me, then what's going on? Again, we don't always understand what God is doing. Looking back, I may have some semblance of why it went down the way it went down, but I will never know for sure. So everything fell through. That was plan A. I was supposed to leave. I was planning to leave April of 2020. 
And that was not the case. I went back to my nonprofit because, mind you, I had told my apartment, luckily, God's so good. Wow. Not luckily. God's goodness. Wow. I was in an apartment at the time in Florida with a coworker. So it wasn't like, and I was, I was subleasing a room from her. So it wasn't like, you know, I had a lease in my name and I didn't have anywhere to go. I had flexibility to stay longer because I was staying with a coworker and we had worked out an agreement through subleasing. So God's goodness and Gracie is in that right there because had I had my own apartment, I would have had to stay in Tallahassee, had nowhere to go. I probably had to sign another lease for another year. Oof. Wow. I forgot about that piece. God's so good. Wow. Okay. So talked to my talked to my coworker. I said, hey, it didn't work out. I need to stay for longer. We worked that out together. Bet that up. I didn't have a job though. I went back to my nonprofit. And this is a time where businesses were shutting down. So when I left, when I put in my notice, they had already reallocated the funds that they would from my position just to, you know, continue to keep their businesses afloat. And so they wanted, they would have loved to have me back, but they weren't able to weren't able to hire me back, which I completely understood. Was it no, there were no like hard feelings or malice in that. And so I was like, well, dang, ah, I'm going to go work a summer job. So I worked a summer job. Again, my ego was initially like, ah, you got your degree. You've been at a nonprofit. You, you, you shouldn't have to do this type of work. I said, you know what? Uh, the devil is a liar. And I did what I had to do. I moved forward in faith because it was like, I didn't know what God was doing. And even though I was discouraged, I knew what he had told me. So I'm like, I'm going to do what I got to do in the season to get to God's promise for me. And God promised me, he told me to go to Charlotte. He told me to move on faith. And he wouldn't tell me that if he was going to lead me wayward, if he was going to like renege on his word. God don't renege on none of his promises, y'all. So if he said something, I knew that he was going to carry it out. I just didn't know how it was going to happen, what it was going to look like. So I started at a job. Um, I got hired at a summer job. And y'all, wow, not only was it a blast at the summer job, this was one of the best summers of my life. I had really, really started to lay hold, lean into and love the community at my church that y'all should have heard about on a previous episode. Shout out RPT youth. So like I wasn't ready as much as I was ready to walk into what God had for me and Charlotte and everything. Like I love this group of people. So I was so I didn't feel like I was ready to leave them. Um, And so over that summer, I got three more months of quality time with my friends. And this was more like of a preparing for me and my spirit to leave them versus like me trying to up and like rush and leave. And, you know, um, in April, like I had planned, it was just like a quick turnaround. And I, I just, I didn't feel ready in my spirit looking back. And that was one of the blessings from that summer. I hung out uh, me and my friend, we had we did science experiments like <laughs> we were back in high school again. And we created one and one only TikTok of putting Mentos in Coke. <laughs> and it was just like the best summer. I mean, running outside with the bubble wands and it was just very much needed during that time. And I didn't realize like all that I would have missed out on. So 
not only was it an amazing summer with my friends, the job was a blast. The job was a blast. I work with good people. I got to talk to and really connect with a lot of different people who came to the job. It was, it was perfect. And, you know, it was work, but it wasn't like I'm miserable and upset at work. I, I made so many connections at that job. I laughed so many times at that job. I made other people laugh at that job. Other people gave me joy. God blessed me so many times at that job. So with that being said, when I came to the job, I let them know off rip. Look, um, you know, I'm happy to work here, but this is only I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, I OK. <laughs> I was like, y'all, I'm coming here. I want to work here. I'm going to do good work while I'm here. But God had already, you know, given me my mission, my, my plan. So I was like, you know, I'm planning to move to Charlotte. I still was holding on to that. That's another thing. I didn't let my me being deterred let go of what God had promised me. So I told them from jump. Once I get that call from that other job in Charlotte, baby, it's, oh, it's a wrap. Love y'all, but I'm up, up out of here. Okay. Um, up, up and away. <laughs> Got a blast. <laughs> Y'all remember Jimmy Neutron? Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so they were like, okay, cool. They needed help bad. So they were cool with the, the summer schedule. And throughout me working at this job, one of my coworkers, he just deposited so much God in me. He deposited so much faith in me. He deposited so much wisdom in me throughout the whole summer that I worked there. Maybe two, maybe three months. So maybe it was three months. I think on the real, I said two months, but three months that I worked there. And like, this was, again, I knew what God had promised me. I knew I was still working towards it, but I felt I was discouraged. I, my plan didn't work out. Um, <laughs> you make plans, God laughs, but my plan didn't work out. And so at this point in time, I started to doubt what God had said. And I think it's so funny how like, you know, reading about the Israelites and how God continued to bless them. And then like the next day or they turn around so quick and like whine and complain or forget about God's goodness or God's promises. And I think it's so easy to read that and be like, oh, my gosh, like, how can they da 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 da? But literally, it was like one, I hit one speed bump, one bump in the road. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't for me. Maybe I misunderstood. Maybe it wasn't, you know, just so much empathy towards the Israelites. As much as I'm not going to be like them no more, I get it. I get it. Because that was definitely me in that season. So I started to go to my mama. I started to go to my cousins. I started to go to my friends. And I remember distinctly, like, one day I was really down and I was on the phone during my break at work with a friend. And she said, you know, and she meant well, she wasn't trying to, you know, da, da, da. she meant really well. She was trying to encourage me with whatever she could. And she said, well, maybe, you know, it was a yes move forward, but a not right now. And that was contrary to what God had told me. But again, she didn't mean no harm. She was just trying to empower me, encourage me. You know, she wasn't trying to invalidate what God had told me. So, you know, her saying that, it saddened me. I can't lie. It saddened me all the more because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're right. You know, it is what it is. And then that same day, I started thinking about like 
but why would he tell me it's time if it wasn't time? Like what I went back to what God told me. I stopped thinking about how I was feeling. I stopped thinking about what it looked like. Mind you, I was still applying to jobs throughout this whole time. And like I I went back to what God told me. So that same day, the same day she gave me the call and told me like it maybe it wasn't now, maybe it's in a few years. I went back to what God told me. So I got off the phone with her. I went into the bathroom and I immediately started praying to God. I turned to God and I said, God, I love my friend, but she is not my God. I know what you told me. I know what you spoke to me. I know exactly what you said. And I'm going to trust and believe that what you have for me is what you have for me to walk into. You said step out on faith now. So I call it forth now in Jesus name. I'm believing you. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what she say. He say cousin say she didn't say uncle say. I'm going to believe what you told me. I know what miracle you did on the mountain for me that day. And that's another major key in this moment, because we got to be careful about whose opinions, what input, what advice we allow to outweigh what God's promises are. And even when people don't mean no harm, even when we're just looking for comfort, I wasn't even thinking about like, oh, I'm going to trust her over God. It was just like, you know, maybe she is right. And in that, it's like, where's your faith level, first of all? Okay. So anyway. Going back to the story, I was in the bathroom that day. I didn't check no songs when I was in there. I just went in there praying, decreeing and declaring, believing what God told me and laying hold to his promise and the miracle on the, him meeting me on the mountain that day. He didn't have to show up. Okay. So I'm like, if you did that, you meant what you said. <laughs> and literally later that day, that same day that I was decreeing and I went back to his promise and I put my faith in him over what the circumstances look like, my job called me. My job called me that same day. And mind you, I'm going through the story, but this is like maybe three, two, three months, two months into me working there. So it's a process. It's over time. That same day I got to that point, my friend told me it not, it's a not right now thing. I went back to God's promise. I decreed, I prayed in the bathroom. Later that shift, they called me, they offered me the job. And mind you, I was on shift when they called me. When I tell you I left my position on shift and ran into the back room, I was like, yeah, y'all go ahead. <laughs> Talking to some people at the job. Yeah, just go ahead. Uh, and I left my I left my post. And, you know, I don't usually do that. I'm professional, y'all. But when, when the Lord is calling, when the blessing is calling, I don't care what's in front of me. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow his promises. So, I ducked off into the back room. They offered me the position. I hollered. I hollered. I said, yes. Everybody, um, all the coworkers heard me. And I said, y'all, they called me. Again, they knew from jump. I communicated that from jump that when it's up, it's up. And baby, it was up and it was stuck. So God promises stuck. And so they were all happy for me. They knew that this is what I had been waiting for. So at this point, I'm I'm trying to go as fast as I can, y'all, but it's just so much goodness within this story that I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss any detail that could bless you, empower you, encourage you, build your faith, encourage you to turn to God versus others. Like I don't want to miss any part of the goodness of what God has done in just getting me here, not to mention everything that's happened since I got here. So anyway, but so I got the job offer. Now I can start back looking for an apartment, right? Got my apartment. Your girl is is at this point broke, broke. You know, I'm working at this summer job, but it wasn't paying what I was at the 
getting paid at the nonprofit. Um, and I did cash out of my 401k. They didn't want me to, but you know what? At this point, I got to do what I got to do. I can't, I can't think about 60 year old Dion right now. I got to think about Dion in this moment and I'm trying to get to where I got to go. So they advised against it. I was like, I'm going to do what I got to do. Y'all don't, don't take that as financial advice, please. But anyway, I cashed out of my 401k. I made the deposit on my apartment now that I had a job offer, but still very much so broke, broke. Like everything went to something. I wasn't blowing through money. Um, but it was still like, okay, I'm financially strapped, but God gonna make a way. I just had faith. And so one day I'm, you know, closing out my time at the summer job, the same dude who had been pouring into me and giving me God and giving me encouragement and wisdom. You know, one day in the middle of my shift, I was doing my thug dizzle, I was doing my thing and he came over, he came over, he had somebody kind of replace me and what I was doing at the time pulled me into a private corner, private conversation and said, what's going on with Charlotte? What's going on with your move? I said, oh, I just made the down payment. You know, not, I know it's not a down payment on my house, whatever is deposit. There we go. I just made a deposit on my apartment. He said, well, how much was your deposit? I gave him the total. He said, well, here's $300. God put it on my heart for me to give you these $300. And like, First of all, nobody has given me money like that. Again, I had only worked there for the summer, three months. And though we, you know, we spoke God, he didn't know me from a can of paint to know whether or not I lived out like what God, the God that he was giving me, the God that we were exchanging, like he just didn't know me. And so I, I was in shock and I was like, no, you, you don't have to, you know, so very quickly he was like, you going to tell God no. And I was like, well, no, like <laughs> when you put it that way, no, he said, matter of fact, he opened up his wallet, take everything in my wallet here, take everything I have. And I said, what are, are you sure he was? So he began to talk about, you know, what God told him to do and what he's the God he saw in me. And, you know, it was a beautiful conversation, but I was just another miracle moment that I was just like mouth to the floor, mind blown literally like like I, i'm struggling to put the words together here in this moment years later because when god want to do something he gonna do it and I, like even just the way that he lined things up okay let's move forward so boom i got the money to do what i got to do moving wise but and so he blessed me with that money in addition to blessing me with the wisdom and the faith building my faith the whole time i've been there so I got to Charlotte, y'all, and I got, you know, the job, did the interviews, did the onboarding process, still didn't know nobody but Ashley. But, you know, when you have like single friends versus you got a whole husband, that's a whole different life. So I immediately in my mind is kind of like I'm semi alone because there's a whole family attributed to marriage and I can't have that same amount of time with a married friend than I would with a single friend. Understandably, because y'all, once me, my husband come along, baby, we finna be in the house. Um, I'ma hang out a little bit, I'ma still see my friends, but I'm finna be up under my man. So <laughs> understandably, I'm still kind of like, it's still kind of a solitary move with God, of course. And everybody's like, why are you moving? Who are you moving with? Do you know anybody there? 
it just didn't make sense to anybody logically when you look at the way things were none of it made sense but i knew what god had told me to do i knew what he mapped out for me so mind you i got here and my apartment was not ready they didn't tell me that they were renovating the unit and nobody communicated nobody said anything my apartment wasn't ready y'all so i had nowhere to stay uh, they said it wouldn't be ready for another week, but my job had me starting that week. So I had a week of starting work with nowhere to live. And my job offered to put me up in a hotel on them for the week. Y'all. 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 Like, uh, when God wants to do something, when God has something set up for you to do, when God has his promises to you, he will line things up. He will make everything come into alignment. And I'm not saying that you won't have difficulties because I did hit that speed bump. Plan A didn't work out. There will be difficulties. There will be deterrence, I think, to build your faith, to really see, are you going to trust me? Are you going to follow me? Um, are you going to do what I called you to do? But when God, there's an alignment to God's will, y'all. So I'm in a place where I'm no longer trying to bend over backwards to force something into place in my life. And I'm letting the spirit lead because when the spirit leads, he going to do that thing right. And he going to take care of you every step of the way. So mind you, you know, I'm moving up here. I got the money that I needed and things were paid, but I, I wasn't balling, balling. So the hotel they had, they had free breakfast. They had free dinner. So I didn't have to spend money on like that much food. All I had to do was figure out lunch and this was at a time where my job was small and the business was booming and we were ordering catered lunches on the company during this time. So I, not only am I getting a, a free place to stay for a week when my apartment wasn't ready, I'm getting free breakfast, free lunch, free dinner. I, I'm telling y'all, like the alignment of the Holy Spirit is just a piece. It's, it's, and it's a process, but my God, you got to trust God. If there's nothing else you get out of the story, you got to trust God. You got to lean. What does the scripture say? Lean not to your own understanding. If I would have continued to lean to my own understanding, I never would have made it here, y'all. At multiple points in the process, I never would have made it here. What Marvin Sapp say, never would have made it. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I can't hear that song without Patrick, the AI Patrick anymore. Y'all have ruined it for me. But God was with me every step of the way. God blessed me every step of the way. These are miracles. And I think we forget about God's goodness and God's miracles and like stories like these. Like it wasn't the parting of the sea. It wasn't sending locusts in the town to free the people, but it was God's wisdom between like being deposited into me and speaking God at work. You have to be careful about that because you just never know what, you know, it's all political now. And, you know, now I'm at this point, like, y'all, I am who I am, but at that point, again, I didn't know him like that to know. And so I was kind of careful with, so even like getting the wisdom of God through a stranger, getting the money through a stranger, getting God's word through a stranger on the mountain to move forward in faith, like getting the, the hotel for a week, getting the free, like every step of the way God was with me because of what he told me to do in my obedience and my faith in that. Now, again, was I discouraged at some point in the process? Absolutely. Did I doubt what, what the timing of what he said, whether it was for me specific? Absolutely. But when I came back to like, you gotta, 
I'm telling you, you got to snap yourself back into your senses sometimes because it was literally, I had to snap out of it. I had to, you can't let your feelings deter what God has from you. You can't let your emotions deter what God has from you or you, what he told you to do. So yeah, God was with me every step of the way. So let's see, where did I leave off? I done went on a whole tangent, y'all, my bad. So yeah, my apartment was ready, moved in. It was a renovated unit. Um, I had cool neighbors. I was in the good side of town. God took care of me and the rest is history. Here I am in Charlotte in August, 2023. Ain't God good. You can't tell me God is not good. Not after hearing that. So that is one of the major stories that I wanted to share because I've been in the season of sharing my stories, sharing God's goodness. And that's just, again, that's just the story of God getting me to Charlotte. It's so much that's been going on since I got here. There's That's more sharings to come. Um, but I just want to encourage y'all, man. You never know like how what big or small detail to you may be so impactful to somebody else that may, again, I said in the video, you never know what seeds you can plant um, in faith by just sharing your truth, sharing your story of God's goodness in your life for him to get the glory. You never know how you can encourage or water somebody, a seed that somebody else planted in somebody else's life by just sharing God's goodness in your life. Even if it was, man, God gave me um, a word today. That's a miracle. That's a blessing, bro. Do you not know it's some people who don't know how to hear from God? Do you not know it's some people who don't, who never heard of God? It's some people who don't know the love and the heart and have that relationship with God. So it's like, God gave me a word. That's amazing. That's a blessing. That is a testimony. That's a story that you need to be sharing. And I said this also in the video, at the end of the day, we're here for God to get his glory. And Ephesians 2 and 10, it says that we are God's masterpiece. We are his masterpiece and that we were created long ago. You know what, Lord? Let me let me go ahead and pull up the Bible out because I don't want to butcher it. And it's so good. It's so good, y'all. One second, because I was just reading it and it's actually my scripture of the week. Here we go. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Jesus Christ so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. So we are here to do what God told us to do for him to get his glory. So like we can't sit around holding on to his goodness for ourselves because how is he going to get the glory? How is he going to how is somebody else's faith going to be built and grown if not for the good news of God being shared? Like, you know, God can absolutely show up and build their faith himself. But there are some things that you are as there are some people that you are assigned to to share God's goodness in your life. And it says created anew in Christ so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He planned good things for us. OK, when Christ died for us, we were made anew. OK, and so it also says um, I ain't even gonna pretend like I know where this one is, but I know what's in his word. I think it's Matthew that. The light should not be hidden. You don't need to hide the goodness of God. So whatever God is planting in your spirit, you know, some things from God are just for you. I will say that some word from God is just for you, may not need to be shared. Some things are private. And there are some things that God is doing in your life that may not need to be shared in that season or time. And it may be shared at a later date. But that's for you to pray to God to, you know, be able to discern when and how to share but at some point, you got to share God's goodness. 
I, I don't care what you say. We are here. We are here as disciples. That's one thing the disciples did. They went all around the world telling people about God's goodness and their experience with God and, you know, leading people to heaven and telling them about God so they can choose Jesus into their lives to be saved. How are people going to be saved if they don't know the Savior? Okay, we got to start telling people about the Savior. And I say we because this is something that I'm working on right now. God has been dealing with me with right now. I'm quick to like, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to serve God, but I don't always share my stories. And so this is what the season that I'm in. This is what God has been putting in my heart. And this is what I'm encouraging you all to do. This is what I'm praying for y'all, that we are more and more empowered to share our stories for God to get the glory, to share the good news and the goodness that God has done in our lives, despite the hurdles, despite the setbacks. Think about all that God has done and tell me you don't need to be telling somebody. OK, you're lying. If you tell me that you're lying, God needs to get his glory from your story. OK, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. And it's time for us to start telling it. It's time to start sharing it. So that is this episode of the Woman Defined Podcast. I thank y'all so much for tuning in. Let me know how you feel about the story. Shoot us an email if you want to DM us on Instagram and Facebook. We are at the Woman Defined. And yeah, y'all like, share, do all the things with this podcast to share this story. Okay, you see what I did there? So more people can get connected, get tapped into the woman defined. And, you know, thank y'all for rocking with me during this time. We love Ashley. We miss Ashley and we can't wait for her to come back. So keep her in your prayers, lift her family up in love. And in the meantime, I'll be here on the mic. Love y'all. Have a great evening. Have a great day. Praying for y'all. Be blessed.